0: Every play, every musical, begins with some writer putting words on a page. Hello, and welcome to StageCraft, the Broadway radio podcast that talks to playwrights and musical book writers about the shows they've created. My name is Jan Simpson, and my guest this week is Christopher Demos Brown, the author of American Sun a new contemporary drama that takes a look at the subject of violence against young black men through the eyes of an interracial couple with a teenage biracial son. The play, which marks Demos Brown's Broadway debut, is running at the Booth Theater through January 27th. Hello, Christopher Demos Brown. Welcome to Broadway Radio.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: We're going to just jump right in, and I'm going to ask you if you would tell listeners who haven't yet seen it what American Son is about.
1: Sure. Without giving anything away, it's about an African-American mother mother played by Kerry Washington and her estranged white husband, who Steve Pasquale plays, and their son has gone missing in, um, in the middle of the night, and the two of them are trying to find him
0: that sums it up and gets it started. Um, <laughs> what, what, uh, What's the genesis of this show? What made you want to write about this? A couple
1: things. I was very troubled by a lot of things that were happening in the news over the last several years and, and the, the sort of turn that our country seems to have taken in its uh, ability to address issues uh, having to do with race and racism and our inability uh, not only to not address these issues but but to not even seem to have a a vocabulary for talking about it. I read a a beautiful book by a writer named Ta-Nehisi Coates Mm -hmm. called Between the World and Me and parts of the book I found so profound that they just, they struck a chord in me and I, I kind of started writing the play based on those feelings.
0: But the topic of race is one that you've taken on before. Uh, what particularly intrigues you about examining that subject?
1: I, I don't know that I've taken it taken it on quite. Uh, I, I think it's been an element in things I've written before, mm-hmm. um, but only because I tend to write about contemporary American issues, and it's to me writing about people, American people in particular. Hmm. And the world that they live in is almost impossible if you're not confronting the issue of race. To me, that's the central historical issue of this uh, in, in American life, and so it just it, it, you almost have to avoid it for it not to come up. Or at least that's hmm. that's been my experience.
0: Well, did you have though any sort of trepidation about taking on this su- subject? Particularly so directly as you do an American son, because you're a white guy, well,
1: I did um but uh, you know i my my view of of being an artist is if if you're if you're afraid you're you're dooming yourself from the start to be to be unsuccessful yeah. what what I've noticed even i mean before, even before I wrote the play is that not only do we have difficulty talking about race, we have difficulty. Talking about how to talk about race. Yeah, I did have some trepidation, and um, I think that was to be expected, given given the territory. And I, I'm I'm a little um, I, I'd like to think that I'm I'm not going to shy away from something just because it might um, stir up some unpleasantness or provoke people or. Or challenge them.
0: Uh, I've read that you often do uh, a lot of research when you're crafting characters and I wonder what kind of research did you do for the couple in uh, American Sun?
1: I I read quite a bit um, and that got me only so far because um, there really are actually there's not a lot of personal first-hand literature or accounts of of people's experiences um, that that I could come that I came across that were that I thought would be helpful the most significant research I think I did at least significant in terms of how it how it helped me write the play was to talk with several uh, multiracial couples that I knew uh, who who were very close friends and were willing to share their experiences with me. And that was very helpful. And I also drew from personal experiences. I had a, an African-American uh, girlfriend for, for many years. And so I experienced a lot of what I write about in the play firsthand. We, we never had children together and we were not uh, together quite as long as Scott and Kendra were, but I, I, I it certainly informed my, my writing.
0: You said at the Beginning when you were describing what the play was about, that it stars Kerry Washington and Stephen Pasquale, and it also has Jeremy Jordan and Eugene Lee as uh, two other uh, characters um, in the play. This is a pretty high-powered cast. How did this all come together?
1: After um, Kenny Leon agreed to do the to do the play, I. Know that he and the producer contacted Carrie and gave mm-hmm. her the script, and uh, l- lucky for for all of us, she read it and liked it. And uh, equally as important, was available because I think she was finishing up. I think she finished shooting Scandal in May. So you know, had this been a year ago, she she probably would not have been available. And that's uh, you know, the, she has obviously very limited limited time because she has lots of other other projects going on. So that that kind of was the the first. Cog to uh, kind of fall into place, and we're very lucky about that. Stephen, uh, I, I believe Carrie approached Stephen because she she had some thoughts on on people she thought would be really good to play her husband, and that turned out to be kind of a a, a godsend because Stephen is one of those rare actors who's much like Jeremy is both a, a phenomenal musical theater actor and a terrific uh, non-musical theater actor, and he's he's just uh, as is everybody in the cast, this doesn't happen that often. Everyone is a delight to work with, in addition to being super talented. Jeremy, I'm—I don't know who reached out to him. I'm not sure if it was Kenny or or the producers, but he 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 happened to be available too and was interested in doing something that wasn't uh, that didn't uh, wasn't a musical. So we were lucky there. And I know Eugene and um, and Kenny have worked together a lot, and, and Kenny uh, Kenny reached out to him.
0: Well, obviously, Kenny is a central character here and a very talented uh, director. So, how did you get the play to him? Did you know him? or
1: No, the, the producer, uh, uh, Jeff Richards and uh, Will Trice and Rebecca Gold, who, who were the lead producers on the play, had worked with Kenny before. So, they're, they're the ones who, who contacted him.
0: Now, this is not the first production of the play, right? I mean...
1: It had two two prior productions of the first. It, it had its premiere at Barrington Stage in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and then it had a production at George Street Playhouse in New Brunswick, New Jersey.
0: Has it changed? Quite a bit. How um, so? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I I there are a, a few uh, a few things that I added to it. A few things were trimmed down. I tried to fit the the script and language a little bit to to kind of. Custom, custom fitted to, to the actors in this particular production and th- these actors are very savvy dramaturgically. Carrie and Steve in, in particular had a lot of uh, suggestions just on, on rhythm and language and, and the, the music of scenes that, that I incorporated
0: But not the, the sort of plot points or, or did they change as well?
1: Uh, there, there are a couple minor things that uh, that change, but the essential, the essential arc of the play, um, hasn't changed from the from the first production. Mm-hmm.
0: And obviously, we don't want to give away anything. But was your ending always your ending?
1: It was, and uh, I, I've I've actually had um, a, a producer. After the the Barrington production approached me and suggest changing the the ending, and that was that's something I've been pretty steadfast about. That the the ending that I have is is the appropriate one. I think the ending is important to sort of drive home the emotional, the, to to make the emotional point that the the play needs to make.
0: And again, without giving away the ending, what do you want people to walk away with? when they leave the theater?
1: Well, I, I, I want the play to stay with them, but in terms of what they walk away with thematically, I, I prefer not to kind of prescribe. I, I, I think that the, the play is meant to convey a sense that um, our futures are bound up together, and there 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 is a road down which we appear to be going that's not going to make that future a pleasant one. And we have the power to make, it, to, to make that future different, but we, we, need, we need to actually roll up our sleeves and, and learn to talk and care about each other and, and, and listen to each other. So I know that's kind of vague, but I I hope that the play conveys a sense of that.
0: We don't usually have talkbacks following Broadway plays, but we often do in uh, not-for-profit theater. Did you have any talkbacks either at Barrington or at George Street?
1: I I wasn't as involved in the George Street production, but I know they had a, a fairly involved Exhibition in the lobby, and they did a number of talkbacks, and I participated in several of them at at Barrington. Um, Barrington also brought community outreach Mm -hmm. uh, associated with the play. They brought a lot of people from the community in for free and reduced tickets. They brought high school students in, Um, so there was there was a lot of uh, of sort of extracurricular stuff associated with that production. And there was actually a uh, uh, an organization, Mm -hmm. the name of it, I believe it's called Opportunity Agenda sponsored a talk back of the Broadway production, and the oh. first one was on, I, I, I believe, the 27th of this month, and then there's another one on January 10th that I'll be at.
0: Do you find that people are able to talk back, or do they feel reticent, because, as you say, race can be so difficult to talk about?
1: My experience with the, the talkbacks firsthand at Barrington was that people were uh, really liberated to talk uh, about the issues in the play once they had seen it um and i heard second hand and and kind of got got th- through the the grapevine from the people that participated in the talk back after the the i think it was again again on the 27th in the broadway production that there were there were some people really uh making emotional and and uh, um, frank almost confessions in in the audience so i I think the play has actually kind of inspired people to talk at least that's that's the impression I get
0: so mission kind of accomplished there i i, I hope so <laughs> at least, you know um you uh in addition to writing plays, you also uh co-run a theater um in miami um where you're based the uh, zoetic stage. did you start this theater as a place to be able to workshop, put on your your own productions, or
1: not not explicitly. The 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 Zoetic Stage uh, was founded about nine years ago by my wife Stephanie, I, and another couple. The artistic director of the theater, Stuart Meltzer, and his husband Michael McKeever. So the four of us uh, started the theater. But Stuart Meltzer, who's the artistic director, really sort of dictates the artistic. Um, Path of, of the theater Stewart's husband Michael is also a playwright so we we've done plays uh, that Michael's written we've d- done plays that I've written uh, that's just kind of we just happen to be fairly prolific playwrights and both of us are reasonably d- doing reasonably well right now so it's just kind of happened but next season we're actually um, doing a play by a, uh, a, a female playwright uh, down here who's who's um uh, also very very successful very promising that was one of one of the things that just sort of happened but it wasn't an, an explicit intent when we founded the theater
0: one of the things that that people take note of is that although you're clearly a man of the theater you've written plays you've won awards for your plays you co-founded a theater you are also an attorney and not just um an attorney in name you're a practicing attorney so i'm i'm wondering how did you get involved in the theater in general and in playwriting in particular
1: yeah i i I mean i think there have been some observations that make it sound like I, i kind of dabble in theater and just kind of you know, have got lucky that the first thing I ever wrote got to Broadway. And that that ain't how it works. <laughs>
0: um,
1: you know, it's, it's you know I'm, I'm another one of those fifteen year, I guess, overnight uh, uh, phenomenon. Uh, phenomena. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, I've I've been writing since I was in in college, uh-huh. and have, have written so, some for for stage to in in some way or another, pretty much continuously for thirty thirty something years. And I, I I started out in college writing screenplays in Los Angeles. I worked in L.A. for for several years, so I've I've been at this a long time, and I'm I'm very serious about it. But as you said, I do practice law. That's how I feed my kids and and put them through school. Because unfortunately, playwriting doesn't doesn't pay it doesn't do that consistently. Yeah. So.
0: I know this is a question that you've answered many times and are tired of answering. But when do you find the time to write your plays? Do you do do it get up every morning really early and do it, or just devote your weekends to it, or how how do you uh, balance? Being a dad, being an attorney, being a husband, yeah. <laughs> running a theater—you're you
1: know, you, you're correct that I do get asked that question a lot, and I think the reason I get asked that question so much is because my day job is being a, jo- a lawyer. You know, if you're teaching school or you do scenic design or you wait tables and you're a playwright, I don't think people tend to get asked that that question as much. So, I, I think all playwrights have to have to make. Uh, the allowances for for a day job or at least you know the the, the bulk of us do um, and we probably all do it the same way I do at least that's what I'm guessing I um, find time it's you know there's specific times in the day when I know I'm productive and get some time to myself usually it's early in the morning I tend to travel quite a bit and traveling i I, I find is a terrific time mm-hmm. to write because you're lifted out of your ordinary environment, geographically and emotionally, and so that, that, that I always find is, is, is helpful. Um, and I think I, you know, r- writing, I find the discipline of it, sometimes the, the less time that you have, the more efficient you are with it. So uh, you know, I, 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 I don't find that there's any shortage of time. Um, I just I don't, I don't golf, I don't have you know, a lot of time-consuming hobbies, I don't watch a lot of television, and when I, when I read, I tend to read things that are directed toward what I'm what I'm working on. So that, I'm not sure if that's that's mm-hmm. how other people manage their time, but that's how I do it.
0: And are you already working on something next? Are you the type of person uh, who rolls from, from 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 script to script, from play to play I, I,
1: you know I, I tell people that they're they are i am only miserable two times. One is when I'm Working on a play, and the other is when I'm not working mm-hmm. on a play. So, yeah, I I, I try. You know, a, a playwright has a has a strange relationship to a to a production. You know, you 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 can feel a moment, or at least I do, when the play kind of has has uh, left left port and, and headed out to sea, and it's and you're no, you're no longer on the boat. And you know that that happened. You know that that happened with this production. Pretty early in the rehearsal process, so you know you, you you're watching something that you're nominally a part of, but otherwise you're not. So I, that's the point at which I always try to immediately sit down and start writing something else so that you know I can get over the the heartbreak of, <laughs> of not being part of it anymore. So um, yeah, I'm working on um, I have a, a, another play that i've I've finished up that I'm um, trying to get done somewhere. i have a, I have a couple of um, a couple of other projects that I'm, I'm hoping will pan out.
0: Well, um, well, we hope that we, um, here in New York and around the country, because we have lots of listeners around the country, that we get uh, a chance to um, to see it and some of your other works. And in the meantime, we wish continued a good sailing for American Sun.
1: Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Thanks again for doing it. And thank you for joining us. We hope you'll come back next time and that you'll listen to all the other Broadway Radio podcasts, which you can find on BroadwayRadio.com.